Chapter 5 World's Fair The first comic book he picks out for himself is an issue of Turok, Son of Stone, published by Gold Key Comics. It captures his imagination because of its fully painted cover, which depicts a pair of Native American warriors, Turok and Andar, doing battle with a pack of tyrannosaurs, rendered fleshy pink, like real living things. The dinosaurs remind him of the ones he has seen at the drive-in theater movies, like Dinosaurus and the Valley of Guanji, realistic yet somehow off. His brother has told him that this is because the movie dinosaurs must be rotor-scoped into real-life footage, footage of square-jawed American actors in white cowboy hats and riding chaps, or blonde and buxom actresses screaming in distress. In the book, Turok and Andar have discovered a lost valley from which they cannot escape. They use poisonous arrows to combat all the dinosaurs they encounter, which they call honkers. He knows this because he is slightly taller now, his hair slightly longer, and he can read some. He picks the book out of a rotating newsstand at the 7-Eleven they stop at on their way to World's Fair 74, which is being held right there in their little city of Spokane, but feels apprehensive as he approaches his mother with it. He is afraid that she might perceive in that cover, as he does, a wildness, a nakedness. He is afraid she might notice the threat of violence in the Indians' taut bows and grim expressions, or the way in which the dinosaur's pale skin suggests moving parts just beneath the surface, strained muscles and ligaments, bones, blood. He hands the book to her but looks outside as she flips the pages. He doesn't want her to think he wants it too badly. And he wants it badly. It is late morning and the sky is blue and cloudless. His dad is parked near the front of a line of vehicles at the gas pumps, arm cocked out the window, forehead shining. Sheldon is leaning toward him from the back, talking and gesturing. Everything shimmers in the fumy, heated air. Someone honks impatiently. The Camino lurches forward, up to the pumps. A trace of Elvis Presley singing, Suspicious Minds, creeps beneath the store's doors. So does the theme from Shaft. He looks at his mom. She is scrutinizing the slim book carefully, mop of blonde hair fallen partly over her face. She rubs at the blouse beneath her left armpit as she flips the pages. At last, she hands it back, along with some nickels. He marches to the counter and plunks them down. The clerk just looks at him. Need another nickel, he says. The kid is confused. The clerk taps the upper left-hand corner of the comic where the price is printed. They're twenty cents now. The kid turns toward his mother, hand outstretched, but she is already gone. She is standing in front of the store, waiting, as the Camino swings around. She is getting in. He stares, first at the Camino's polished white fenders, then his family's faces, fleshy pink, ghost-like, through the glass. The car inches forward, revving and roaring. Sheldon sticks out his tongue. Mom waves playfully. The floor feels slightly shaky beneath him. There is a trembling in his stomach, which wants out, wants to grow. Go on, get out of here, the clerk says. He pushes the comic toward him. It's an old one anyway. The boy snatches up the book and bolts out the door, but climbs between his parents rather than getting in back, so the wind will not ruffle the pages. For the next half hour, nothing exists but the book.